It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? The Washington Wizards lose to the Milwaukee Bucks tonight and the 202, 142 to 129. So we're going to look at the starters, the bench, and we're going to talk a little more about Jordan Poole. Yeah, he looked better tonight, but it took a lot of shots to do it. So we're going to talk about that and more next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Brandon Scott, again with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. And we appreciate you guys lock, um, making Locked In Wizards your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. And tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. If your team wins, just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. So, E, Washington Wizards, very competitive game, I will say. Um, one too shabby, but an L nevertheless. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis, that is, came in and kind of did whatever he wanted to do. So, um, obviously, we know what the issue is. Looking at the, the rebounding numbers, uh, I'm looking at it right now. The Washington Wizards were out-rebounded 64 to 28 so was rebounding the main issue tonight or what other factors led to our demise at the hands of the milwaukee bucks 100 rebounding is a big part of it um obviously not being able to stop Giannis. he put up 42 is probably one of the easiest 42 points that i've seen probably you know like yeah. the Embiid 40 that he put up on us a couple weeks ago that was a pretty easy uh, 40 points that that Embiid had uh, they yeah they couldn't get any boards. Uh, there was one off of the rebound off of a free throw that we gave up. They easily scored off that. There was one time Giannis missed a jumper. He got the ball back. He had an easy dunk. So there were so many offensive boards that we gave up. They had 16 offensive boards. The the Bucks did. Uh, if they have second chance points on here, I don't really see it on the uh, ESPN app, but I know they had a bunch of second chance points. We just couldn't get stops at all. Uh, it was an up and down game. The Bucks defense is not good. Our defense is not good, and um, we just couldn't get stops at all. They got to the free throw line a lot. Twenty one for twenty eight. They shot twenty eight free throws to our eleven. Uh, they shot thirty seven percent from the three point line. They they didn't make a lot of threes. They just really got to the basket. And uh, Giannis, it was like a layup line for him out there. He looked like an MVP, like like he is. And uh, he got to the basket pretty easy. Uh, Brooke Lopez got to the basket pretty easy. Bobby Portis started cooking a little bit. You know, uh, Dame Lillard hit a couple shots. Chris Middleton uh, started to get cooking too. But, um, no, there were some good offensive strides for the team. Um, Jordan Poole played better. We're going to talk about him a little bit later. But, yeah, offensive rebounds certainly was a big part of it. We just couldn't get any boards tonight. And, and looking at the rebounds, 55 to 26 is ridiculous. Uh, 30. <laughs> <laughs> rebound margin is is insane to think about but that's basically what we've been doing all season is giving up a bunch of offensive rebounds 
And uh, Gaffer's the only big. So, I mean, of course, Gaffer's the only big. And, you know, he's going up against Brook Lopez and Giannis. Of course, he's going to struggle against those guys. That's the only big that you got out there. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised. But I, I do like the – I thought they played with effort. I thought they played with heart tonight. This was not a 30-point, 40-point blowout against a really good team, against a championship-caliber team. So, uh, there's some positives to take away from the game. But rebounding certainly, certainly was the tail of the tape. Yeah, I mean, sadly enough, man, we are just a terrible and abysmal rebounding team, man. And the biggest thing is, even when we get stops, the lack of rebounding and allowing them to get offensive rebounds and extend possessions is leading to three-point shots. And, you know, even when we get stops, we're allowing them more chances to get points. And that's the frustrating thing about our rebounding, man. Um, You know, perimeter defense wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be with them being the fifth-best three-point shooting team in the NBA. I mean, looking at the three-point numbers, I mean, they shot 37, we shot 34. Now, I get 35 is really the average, but I was expecting a lot more, to be, to be totally honest. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're starting five, man. This is a team that wants to contend in the Eastern Conference. Um, I firmly believe Boston's the best, but Milwaukee ain't too far off, man. Um, looking at their stat line real quick, I mean, Beasley, you know, I know him and Jordan Poole got some words. I didn't think he, it really warranted words because I didn't think what Jordan Poole did was intentional, but he started talking stuff to the crowd. He was feeling himself tonight, man. But I mean, you know, Middleton 18 ended the Kupo 42. And then Bobby Portis, former wizard, you know, a guy that I thought that we should have retained, uh, really came off the bench well for them. Um, looking at our starting five, you know, Jordan Poole, 30 points. You know, um, this was a definitely a good showing from him. Now I get it. I know what a lot of people are thinking. Well, it took 20 socks, uh, 26 shots to get it. So efficiency is still an issue. Um, Hops in the shots, you know, taking good looks is still a thing that he's dealing with, but he played well tonight. I'm not going to knock him too hard. I mean, 30 points, you know, three, but again, you know, efficiency is a problem. I mean, 26 shots. If you look at uh, the second player, as far as shot attempts, it was 15 by Kyle Kuzma. So you're looking at 11, a matter of 11 shot attempts, man. So, you know, I think in my opinion, he's got to dial it down because look, if you look at Kyle Kuzma, um, 22 points, 13 assists. But from an efficiency standpoint, shot 10 for 15 from the field and two for five from three. He was efficient and he learned to get other people involved. You know, and that's what you want to see from a guy who, you know, quite frankly, is the number one option, number two option to give him who, you know, who takes that um, place on any given on any given night between him and Jordan Poole. But um, I thought that Kyle Kuzma really played well tonight. Uh, Gafford, he tried, you know, <laughs> I think the best matchup as far as the physical matchups on Giannis to me was Denny. Uh, Gafford tried, man. Um, he just – the Greek freak is – look at the name. He's a freak, man. I mean, athletically, he's just – that's a hard player to, to guard for anybody. Um, Even your best defenders in the league, man, they find it hard to guard him because with his size and his ability, man, he's just – he's a tough cover. But, I mean, starting five played well. Now, I get it. You know, Denny, um, 7.4 rounds, but, you know, he was very underwhelming. But defensively, I felt like he did well. Um, Tyus Jones is somebody I'm going to highlight. Uh, 18 points, three assists, but he played well. I mean, we know what his signature move is, is that floater. And there was a lot of floater game going on tonight with the Wiz, man. I mean, a lot of people shot a lot of floaters. But the, the, as far as the starting five, man, I felt the starting five played well. Um, they, But, again, you know, Denny's underwhelmed. But this is just is a talent gap, man, and that's what it is. I felt like there was a lot of fight in this team. Now, that fourth quarter, you know, what took so long to get Kuz back in, I don't know, you know, because if you really look at it, we brought it to within we, – we tied the game. We tied the game on a number of occasions, man. And 
you know, take not bringing Kuz back in, I think was a factor because they went on that run and that was it. You know, that was it in the fourth. So I felt like we had a chance. Now, believe it or not, I did. I feel like we had a chance to make it a game. You know, we tied the game, and I think that we played, you know, hard on them, man. We could have snuck away with the dub. But, you know, again, <laughs> you know, breakdown in the fourth quarter, which seems to be the MO for this team this, this season. So, um, yeah, man, as far as the starting five, I feel like they played well. Um, just the talent gap is there. You know, the Bucks are just that good. Their team is – they're, they're a solid team when I starting five. So, yeah, <laughs> that's where I'm at. I mean, it was a talent gap. It just the game pretty much was as advertised. We knew that it was going to be a really hard to, team to beat because we're just not there yet. So, yeah, I mean, they Giannis dominated. And like you said, I thought Ku sat for a little while. And yeah, we cut it to two. We tied it up. We took the lead. It was kind of a back and forth kind of exchanging baskets, baskets going back and forth. Corey Kisper hit a corner three. They came down and scored. I mean, 142, 129 points. This was an up and down. I think the fans got their money's worth for sure. And, um, you know, the Wizards, they shot the ball. And Kuzma, I mean, he was passing the ball really, really well with, with 12, 13 assists. Yeah. He did a great job finding other guys, finding teammates. He had a lot of nice passes to Gaffer for a couple of dunks, rolling to the basket too. So I thought Kuz was a was looking for, a t- for his teammates a lot more uh today for sure uh the only thing is just rebounding but uh yeah like i said there's some positives to take away from this game i mean they once again they didn't get blown out i mean this the bar is very low for the wizards but they didn't get blown out they hung <laughs> tough with a championship caliber team yes they they ultimately got dominated on the glass for sure but and Giannis went 20 for 23 which is ridiculous i mean uh, 20 for 20 that's like shack that's like shack numbers right there I mean, look, if he can shoot consistent free throws, man, and add that jumper as far as three, this guy is, I mean, he's the reason why he's got MVP. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just, he is just athletically, he's a he's a freak, man. I mean, yeah. just his ability to run the floor and, and you know, it's, I can't talk enough about Giannis, man. And I mean, mm-hmm. this is a Wizards. <laughs> We're supposed to be talking about the Wizards, but, you know, right. Giannis is just that guy, man. So, um, yeah, yeah like I, I said, like the way Blau played too. We'll, we'll talk about him later too. Oh, yeah, we're about to touch base. As a matter of fact, that's coming up next. We're gonna touch base on the second unit, and um, you know, we're gonna talk about it. Does this game show that maybe Jordan Poole can be successful here in DC, or is the jury out on what his future is here in DC? Uh, but before we talk about the second unit and Jordan Poole, tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's right. Just $150 if your team wins, though. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right now. Don't wait, man. Don't wait till next week, tomorrow, nothing. Do it right now because the app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over and unders, parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Fandle, the official partner of the National Football League, or the No Fun League, as some people call it. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. 
Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day. The local experts of Locked On Plus our national shows covering every league out there. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So, E, um, we're going to talk about a few more things. Um, looking at the set, we're going to talk about the second unit who impressed you off the second unit and uh, Jordan Poole, man. You know, does this performance tell you that he could have a future here, or is jury out that he's going to pretty much be an asset? But let's uh, let's talk about the second unit first. Um, who impressed you most? I mean, really, it was two candidates. I mean, mm-hmm. um, Bilal and Corey Kisper. But uh, looking at Bilal. Do you think he's starting to get more and more comfortable with being an offensive weapon as opposed to just being a defender? I think so. I love the way he was moving out the basketball. I love the way he played in transition, running the bat, running the floor. Uh, the the two dunks that he had, he just got the ball, went up and dunked it. Didn't waste any time. Just went up and dunked it. Almost dunked on Giannis. Giannis was right there on one of the cuts to the basket. I love that. Uh, he had a three in the corner as well. Two for two from the three-point line, five or seven from the field. 10 points, plus four, three boards, one assist, and two steals as well. Uh, only one turnover. Uh, but, yeah, I, I really like the way he's playing. He's playing with a lot of confidence. He was out there guarding Damian Lillard, too. He did foul yeah. Damian Lillard on an and one three. So that was a learning experience for him. I mean, Damian Lillard is just one of the best uh, three-point shooters, just one of the best scorers in the league of really all time as well. He's definitely a future Hall of Famer. Same thing with Giannis. Uh, so that was just like it was basically just a learning experience. But for him to guard Damian Lillard, that's certainly a tough task. And uh, I thought he did a solid job. I thought he did a solid job for the most part. You know, of course, you're not going to really stop Dame or slow him down. But yeah. um, I thought he played with effort out there. Uh, but yeah, I like I like what Bilal's doing, man. I, I want to see him get the ball more in his hands for sure. I think that's going to happen throughout the season. Probably after the trade deadline, it's most likely when he's going to get the ball in his hands a little bit more. Uh, but I would love to see him get the ball in his hands a little bit more now instead of waiting. And uh, Corey had some good moments. I thought he took it to the bat. He did. Tra- he traveled on that one play, but they let him go and he scored. <laughs> yeah. And one, I'll take it. You know, we don't get a lot of calls anyway. So as it is, so I like that. He had a, he had a tough three to uh, cut it down to one or take the lead. Thought he played well. Shamet had a dunk. You know, uh, that was a good play for him. He had two threes. Thought he played pretty well tonight too. And uh, Gallo didn't shoot the ball well tonight. But you know, we're gonna talk about some of the trade rumors about him next. Uh, episode tomorrow but yeah i thought i thought some of the guys off the bench played pretty well you know shamet maybe get he you know he can get his trade value up a little bit um if he can keep shooting well from the three he's been pretty inconsistent and if he keeps dunking on people i mean you know other teams <laughs> would be like hey yeah i'll give you guys a second round pick so I'll, I'll take i'll take what we can get for some of these guys but yeah Bilal impressed me um johnny davis unfortunately he got some minutes earlier than usual Still only got six minutes, but he put a goose egg up in every category except he had one assist and he was a minus 10. So, um, yeah, he didn't take any shots, you yeah. know, didn't turn the ball over. He was just kind of there, you know. So, I, I don't have anything negative to say about him, but he wasn't really impactful, didn't make any, make any impactful plays. He was just kind of there. And it's not all, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say he's innocent, but yeah. I'm not going to say it's all his fault because. When you get yanked in and out of the lineup, he was really not yanked in and out because he never was in the lineup except for the bench and garbage minutes. But when you're only getting six minutes, it's kind of hard to get in there and get in the rhythm and get warmed up. So, you know, he, he's just been – he hasn't really given a, a fair shot to me, in, in my opinion. So I'm not – I'm not like I said, I'm not giving him 
I'm not letting him off the hook or anything like that, but at the same time, Wes is barely getting, giving him any playing time at all to even get warmed up or, you know, even get prepared. And he, he was listed as questionable, too. He had that elbow soreness. Yeah. So I didn't know – we didn't know if he was going to play tonight or not, but, you know, I see some people in the chat giving him a hard time. So I'm not making any excuses for Johnny. But at the same time, you know, he, he only got six minutes. Yeah, um, before I get in on Johnny, man, um, I, 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 no, I, I actually agree with you. I do agree with you. But um, Blau, I'm going to say this, man. You know, the more and more confidence he gets with that three-point shot, he's really starting to look a lot more, you know, polished with his offensive game, man, because he is a heck of a defender. I'm trying to tell you, this guy is a beast on the defensive end, man. But if he can, I mean, 12 points. But, uh, with, you know, the biggest things I got out of the game with him was that the confidence. The no hesitation to pull the trick on these threes. You know, the offensive game is definitely going to come, man. He it still needs to be, you know, he you know, he has some learning to do. He, he has some strides to make on the offensive end, but I see the potential. Um, the big thing about Corey Kisper is that you know his basketball IQ shows his drop wasn't, you know, his shot wasn't dropping. So what do you do? He brought it back inside, started cutting, you know, he started, you know, driving the lane. So um, I thought he played a good game tonight. And Shamet, um, or Shamet, um, he is what he is. He's, a, you know, I'm not gonna say he's a shooter because look, he's, he keeps telling me he ain't no shooter with these dunks, man. I mean, he got a little hops to him, but you know, he is what he is. You know, he's, you're not gonna get. You're lucky if you get ten plus. You know, he's just a guy who's gonna give you quality minutes off the bench. But you know, Johnny Davis, yeah, it, it's a very curious case about Johnny Davis, man. Because um, is it whose fault is it? And I guess is it's kind of fifty fifty to me. Um, this season is I don't really see too much at fault with him. Because right now with DeLon Wright being out, I see a good opportunity for him to get minutes. And he by him not getting minutes is really questionable to me. I mean, has you know, West has to give him those minutes. I don't, you know, especially if you're looking at, you know, if he's not part of the future, then you have to give him a chance to showcase what he can do so you can build up some value. Because right now he has none or very little. You know, he's got defense, but he's got very little value. So I don't understand that. You know, if you wanted to throw him into a deal, you got to show that he can play. But I mean, the reason, you know. What led to him being, I don't know, last year, you know, at his draft pick, you know, would you expect a guy to, to be able to contribute more? Yeah. And maybe, you know, maybe that's what, you know, Wes is kind of looking at. You know, what can he contribute? Because offensively, you know, he's definitely the, the, the jury's still out. You know, he's got a lot of work to do on the offensive end. There's potential there, absolutely. But defensively, you know, his defense is solid. So that that to me, that's the reason why you need to keep him you know, got to give him minutes. I, I, I don't understand it. You know, it's very questionable. I mean, and it really begs the question that, you know, when do you get to the point where the front office will be like, look, Wes, we need you to give him some minutes because, you know, we're not going to retain him long term because right now he ain't looking like a long term fit. I mean, he's DMP and he's his second year, <laughs> you know what I mean, in the organization. He's already, you know, he's. He's not right now. It does not look like he's part of the future. And I want, I really, humbly, really want him to get minutes and see what he can do because he's, you know, the young man can play some balls. Just, you know, you got to give him minutes. And I just don't know why they're not giving him minutes. So, yeah, I mean, the bench showed up. I mean, I like what I saw from Kudabali and uh, Kispert. Gallinari, you know, you know, underwhelming. You know, I mean, obviously, <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> we're going to talk about his name being involved with trade socks, but, um, yeah, it's a very curious case when Johnny Davis, man. So um, before we roll, man, into uh, the second break, um, Jordan Poole, obviously 30 points tonight. Efficiency was an issue, but um, does, does this performance against a contending team 
change your mind at all as far as his long-term position as an organization? Or do you still think that the best scenario for Jordan Poole is for him to boost his value to be flipped elsewhere? Uh, I, I still think he, he's he's going to he, – I, I still don't think he's a long-term piece. I think he's going to be used as an asset in the future. They're going to flip him for um, either a couple players or a pick down the line. Uh, he's just been way too inconsistent so far, and just you know the 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 clip of him on the bench, the behind the backboard pass, the yeah. coups, the dribble behind your back and get blocked by Porzingis. So there's numerous things that we've seen from him, and just some of the shot selection. You know, in this team, like I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna take anything away from Jordan Poole's night tonight, but the Bucks are terrible defensively. Like they are, they're they're just as bad as us. Uh, defensive rating, their bottom ten points a game, points allowed per game, their bottom ten. Tyus score very easily, so their 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 defense is almost as, nobody's defense is as bad as ours. There's a couple teams <laughs> whose defense is as bad as ours, but the Bucks they don't play defense like the night before. We talked about, Lu- I mean, Luca and Kyrie are they're going to get their buckets, but they literally both had thirty pretty easily. All the, all the teams that the Bucks have played for the most part have uh, put up a good amount of points. Against them as well. I mean, they did blow out the Hornets, but um, the Pacers put up 126. The Pistons put up 118. The Nets put up 125. The Raptors put up 130 against the Bucks. So the Bucks have given up a lot of points, man. So I don't want to take anything away from Jordan Poole, but this was the get right opportunity game for him. And he yeah. finally took the bull by the horns, got to the basket, finished strong around the basket, hit a couple threes. His step backs were working here and there. So Shot selection is still questionable, but, I mean, that's just his game. He's going to take a lot of heat check shots. He's going to take a lot of, you know, Rucker Park, street ball kind of shots. That's just the way he plays. So I'm happy for him, man. He finally didn't get – I don't think I heard any boos. I might have heard one boo, and that's it. <laughs> but for the most part, he played He played pretty well. He played pretty well. And, and he cut down on the turnovers tonight, too. That's a big thing. He's been turning over the ball at a high, at a high rate. I want to say he had zero turnovers. Let me confirm that because he – He's been, you know, throwing lollipop passes and turning the ball over and just kind of being careless with the basketball. Yeah, he had zero turnovers. So this was his best game so far. And uh, how many times did he get to the free throw line? Shot five free throws, which is better than what he's been doing. Three for nine for the three-point line. 11, 26 shots. You brought that up too. 26 shots to get to 30 points, which is not efficient at all. But um, I'll take this game over some of the stinkers that he's had where he's been getting booed at home. Yeah, I agree, man. I mean, it's, it's definitely a positive showing outside of the efficiency. Uh, no turnovers. You know, again, like you said, E, um, shot selection continues to be an issue. But um, we'll see, man. I mean, it's, it's still early. It's still – we're 13 games in. We got a long way to go. So, you know, hopefully, you know, he evolves as the season goes. And we'll see at the end of the year. You know, the, the, I think the finished product of this season is where I'm going to judge whether he's going to be a long-term piece or a trade asset. Um, because I know there was reports out there that you know the, the organization for sure wanted to move him, but then the sources were very questionable. So we'll see. But um, I think I think um, judging him on what his long term, you know, fit here would be at the end of the year because it's still early, you know. But efficiency has to get better. It has to get better. He's got to work on efficiency. So I'm not gonna harp on the man. You know, hey man, I, I definitely love the show for him, and I'm proud of him. Like you said, man, you know, I definitely like seeing him being successful so um we're gonna slide into comments and chop it up with you guys before we do he's gotta add tonight yes sir today's episode is brought to you by prize picks prize picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in north america prize picks has the easiest and most exciting way to play 
DFS. It's just you against the numbers instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. You pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Uh, Price picks is the most fun I've had, winning up to 25 times my money this basketball season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. Uh, tonight, I did pick Malik Beasley over nine and a half points, even though he pushed my guy Jordan Poole. I thought that was really disrespectful and unnecessary. <laughs> it's not like Jordan Poole was trying to hurt Chris Middleton. But before the game, I picked Chris Middleton. I picked Malik Beasley to go over nine and a half points. And on the Wizards side, I picked Tyus Jones to get over ten and a half points. Tyus Jones easily cleared that. Malik Beasley easily cleared his points total as well. You could have picked his threes as well. He went over two and a half threes. Um, Jordan Poole finally went to over on 15 points. So those are just examples of picks that you could have picked just to hit. And uh, obviously Giannis points, he clearly went over with 48 points. His, 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 his more or less was probably around 30. Uh, so make sure you guys get those picks in for the next game. When we play the Hornets, I'll definitely give you guys a couple picks. I would definitely take the over on LaMelo points. Or Mark Williams rebounds, you can run that back again because he had 20 rebounds last game. Uh, Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to one. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's get into the comments here. It's a couple comments. we got 33 comments tonight. We won't be able to get to all of them, but the comments that we do miss out on that we won't be able to get to read tonight, we will, we will read them tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to talk about Gallinari and the trade rumors. We're going to talk about My Email Sports, a couple articles that came out about them <laughs> as well. We're going to talk about that. That article came out last week talking about them. Uh, so we're going to get to that, but, uh, let's read a couple of comments. A lot of Johnny Davis comments in here tonight, even though, you know, Jordan Poole played better. There's a lot of other things to talk about, but we'll just, we'll just talk about Johnny first. Uh, VACCS Vax says when Johnny Davis gets in, gets when Johnny Davis gets, he doesn't even shoot the ball. And then he puts the palm face emoji. I mean, I agree with you. Um, he's not he's not being given the opportunity to get into a rhythm. I mean, you know, you can't play six to seven minutes, and I mean, it's just they got to give him minutes, you know, especially right now. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, there's going to be a, a different roster after the deadline because they're going to move on from some of these veteran aspiring deals. But by that point, man, I mean, you're looking at a guy who hasn't even played a full season with the organization, man. I mean, we got to give this guy some minutes. So I don't think it's all on Johnny. I mean, you can use the excuse, you know, when you get the opportunity to use it. But, I mean, what you really going to do with six minutes, man? Like, I mean, if you drop 10 to six minutes, man, then we talk about something. But they got to give him the minutes. So, yeah, um, I, his confidence is taking a blow. And that's the worst part of this because you could tell. His confidence is taking a blow from the lack of playing time, man. You know, and that's just not what you want to do with a young player because that's – I mean – 
confidence is key. We saw it with Denny, you know, when in com- you know, uh, years past, man, when his confidence was down, completely different player. When his confidence is high, he plays at a high level. So with Johnny, man, you can tell his confidence is taking a hit. So, yeah, I, I think that it's to a certain degree, the front office is going to have to talk to Wes and say, look, man, we're going to have to give him some consistent minutes. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's not getting any minutes at all. He's barely playing. He's only getting garbage time. So you, you, the only way you can develop and get better is by getting playing time. But yes, I get it. You have to earn the playing time, too. It definitely is a double-edged uh, sword to this, too. He's, he's got to be more aggressive when he gets his opportunities. You know, I guess now when he gets in, he knows that, you know, Wes is going to yank him. It really, and only he'll, he'll only give him about five minutes. So with that five minutes, you got to go out there and make a play. You know, so he's got to play hard, get, get at least get one shot up and be aggressive. But you want to be smart with it, too. He's not trying to force it. Not trying to take a bad shot, but I do want to see him be more aggressive. But it, it's just tough, man. He's not giving really a fair shot. You know, I want to yeah. say, uh, Anthony, did Anthony Gill get in the game tonight? Anthony Gill got one minute, so I can't say that Anthony Gill got more minutes than him. But uh, right now, I mean, yeah, they're giving Bilal 25 minutes already as a rookie, and Bilal's earned it. So I have I have nothing wrong with Bilal getting those minutes. He deserves those minutes. But you can just see the difference in the way that they're trying to develop Bilal versus the way – uh, the way are they really invested in Johnny? And right now it just shows that, you know, West definitely is in, invested. And I don't know if Will Dawkins is saying, hey, we want to see Johnny play a little bit more because they're definitely making a point to play Bilal. And I agree. I, I think Bilal should play a lot. Bilal should really get, he, you know, before the season's over, he should get more than 25 minutes. He certainly should get 30, 35 minutes uh, for sure. So we'll see what happens with Johnny. But I, I just don't see him. He, he may not even finish the season here. You know, we'll see. But as far as trade value, he has no trade value. I think it's going to be like a Troy Brown Jr. situation where they had to just start showcasing Troy Brown. Yeah. yeah. Just so they could flip him. They've traded him. They eventually traded him and Mo Wagner for Gafford and Chandler Hutchinson. It might be a trade like that where they attach uh, Johnny and Shemet and like trade them to another team for two other players or something like that. Or maybe we get a second round pick in a, in a player or something like that. that that's that's kind of the where I, I, I see this ending up. Because uh, I, I get there's a log jam. You got you got to play Corey. You got to play Sh- you got to play Shamit. I see somebody comment uh, Shamit. <laughs> you got to play Shamit. So I see this log jam. But it's disappointing when Delon's not there and you're still you still can't give Johnny ten minutes. I mean, is that hard to give him ten minutes? Yeah, you know, yeah. and we're not going anywhere. We're not making the playoffs. You got to be stingy. We're giving Johnny Davis minutes at the tenth pick of the draft. So I get it. We didn't draft him, or or Will Dawkins didn't draft him. So it is what it is on that. But uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Johnny. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, like I said, I, I totally agree all points you made. Like, you got to give him an opportunity. I mean, you invested in the 10th round. I mean, not 10th round. The 10th pick on him. So you have to see what you have in him. And, you know, if you intend on flipping him, then you got to showcase him to a certain degree. You've got to see what he can do. So, yeah, I think to a certain degree, like I said before, man, they're going to they're gonna have to talk to Wes and say, look, man, we need you to give him some more minutes because if he's not part of your long-term answer in as far as rotation, then we got to move him. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Jay with the clown uh, profile picture. Jay has a couple of interesting uh, comments tonight, too. He said, I've seen enough uh, Jordan Poole is hard in 2.0. He also said, Jordan Poole dropped 30, future star, question mark, question mark. So uh, Jay has definitely put up some uh, funny comments tonight. There's another comment I want to read that. Uh, Jay put up. He says, uh, "Why don't they send Johnny Davis to the G League to get all the touches he needs to ramp him up?" I mean, bro, if you send him to the G League, that's it. <laughs> that's all. That's all she wrote. I mean, his confidence is going to be 
bottomed out. And they, that's pretty much them saying that, look, you ain't part of the future. Because, yeah, if he goes to Capital City, go, go, man, that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're going to have to put an APP out, man, because Johnny's going to be gone, man. I mean, I'm just, that's it. I mean, the thing is, you can tell that his confidence is, is not there, man. You see it on his face on the, on the bench. I mean, you you got to give him minutes. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think the G League's the answer. I think he, we're past that point. I think right now you got to see what he can do with the NBA because, uh, you, matter of fact, you send him to the go-go, you're going to – his value, whatever value he has, is going to bottom out, man. I mm. mean, we get, you know, teams need to see what he could do at the NBA level. So, yeah, it's it's hopefully they hopefully they talk to him or hopefully Wes gives him more minutes, man. So, yeah, they sent him to the G League. That's it. Um, there's there's no coming back from that. Um, I mean, you, you, you know, you got you got Rollins and other guys on on there. Rollins is playing really well in the G League, but yeah, if you send him to the G League and go backwards, then you know, yeah, I, I don't see him getting any playing time anytime soon. Desan says, I see potential with Bilal. I don't see anything with Johnny Davis. Kind of like Jerome Robinson. I, I do see the similarities there. Jerome Robinson was a lottery pick. He eventually got traded. He got traded here to the Wizards, and he he's no longer in the league anymore. Yeah, he's playing in Siberia, I guess. But, you mm, know. With the Gong Gong Tigers. <laughs> right. Shanghai Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man i mean that's kind of a i mean the comparison i see man it's just i don't think it's all on him i mean yeah you can say you know you got to play when you get an opportunity you try to play the, but it's tough to get in the rhythm and you know pe- people forget that in sports is a rhythm you gotta get into a rhythm and it's, and it's, and it's hard you know two sports in, in particular baseball and basketball you got to be in a rhythm man that's why it's, it's hard to come off the bench and it's hard to be a pinch hitter because the, the, the go into the game but not not being they got to give him more minutes man because you know giving him six to ten minutes to say go out there and boost your value like <laughs> he has no opportunity to just you know he has not had an opportunity to find a rhythm so yeah I mean Johnny Davis we know what his journey's been in DC you know G League you know the last 10 he looked decent uh you looked all right in preseason but it's it's becoming more and more evident that he's not part of the future man and it's just it's it's really sad because I don't think this season he's been given the proper minutes to really display what he can do. So mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So this is the Jerome Robinson trade. Washington, they sent guard Isaiah Thomas to the Clippers and draft rights to Isu Sanon to New York to complete the trade. New York also acquired Mo Harkless, 2020 first round pick, 2021 second round pick, and a 2021 protected first round pick swap from Los Angeles. While the Clippers added Marcus Morris from New York. So I think it would be something like that where we trade. Uh, where we trade Johnny and you just have a three team trade. I mean, that's, that's a that's a wacky trade, so that's a hard <laughs> example, but um, you know, I, I think it would be something like that where they trade Johnny kind of in a similar way that Jerome Robinson was treated. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I totally agree. Um, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of good comments on here about uh, Bilal. This, um, there's a uh, Joshua Jenkins said, I really like Bilal's development and growth so far. We're gonna dribble in the ball handling, yep. But he will be an all-star caliber. Oh, oh my fault. No, no, you get. <laughs> I think I got yeah. to the meat of it. I mean, all-star caliber play. So, I mean, I was just about to say that too. I, I was about to get on that one too, man. But um, yeah, Bilal. Bilal's gonna be nice. He's gonna be nice, man. I mean, he's a dog on the all, on the defensive end, but he's starting to show a lot of confidence in his offensive game, man. The dribbling, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, work on his uh, ball handling a little bit. Um, I, I want to see him being more aggressive with driving the lane, but um. Yeah, I love what I see from Bilal. But um, DMV for life said, Bev said the Wizards mm. are the worst team with the worst players yeah. and coaches and called us crap. 
Look, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about that tomorrow too. So <laughs> that's a good. One. We'll say that one for tomorrow. Oh, you, he lucky. Oh. I was gonna get on him, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but uh, that's a good one. That's a good question, DMV for life. We're gonna definitely talk about all you guys' questions tomorrow. We got a lot. We got a a lot of hot topics to talk about tomorrow for sure. But yeah, we just want to thank you guys for making lots of wishes your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you guys. Get podcast. Make sure you guys subscribe and hit the notification bell. Hell to the Wizards. Please. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.